This is Mike Roth. Welcome to the Open Forum in the Villages podcast. In this show, we're going to talk to leaders in the community, leaders of clubs, and interesting folks who live here in the villages to give perspective of what's happening here in the villages and information that I think all villagers should have. We hope to add a new episode most Fridays at 9 o'clock. This is Mike Roth on Open Forum in the Villages. I'm here today with Matt Mormon, who is the owner and president of the Obsessed Garage. Thanks for joining us on Open Forum, Matt. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Before we get started, I always like to start the show with a joke. This is for grandson Evan. Matt, what did the fisherman say to the magician? I'm never good at these. You're going to have to tell me. Pick a cod, any cod. Okay. So, Matt, why don't you take a moment and tell our listeners about your history and how you got to start the Obsessed Garage? Well, how much do you want the uh, five-minute version or the 50-minute version? I can do a... Uh... No, no. We we only have 30 minutes for the whole show maximum. So, let's let's go with the five-minute version. I'll give, I'll give you the two-minute then. So, 2014, I was at Merrill Lynch as a financial advisor here in the Villages. Um, I was the, the director, as a resident, or the manager of the office there and had uh, had a bunch of clients. And I had my first bout with obsessive compulsive disorder, was formally diagnosed. Me and a therapist came to, con- con- came to the conclusion that I needed to make some friends. So, I started a YouTube channel. I set up my camera started talking to it and fell in love with the camera. It was a way for me to get out of my own head and share my life and experiences with others. I started by washing my car on camera. Uh, then it turned into building my garage on camera, turned into then me building different packages and systems to support the garage. And now today we have 30 employees. We're behind the, the racetrack gas station of 441 in Lady Lake. We have 29 employees and we ship products all over the world. We're about to open our Canadian distribution facility. I no longer work for Merrill Lynch because that became such an inconvenience to me messing around in the garage. And so now I find products from all over the world and teach people all over the world how to care for their car in their garage. And so that's my, that's the two minute version of uh, my background and my story. And I, I first heard about you, Matt, because you were picking the very best product in each product category for for cars or garages. It started with a car wash. Why don't you tell our listeners how you picked the very best car wash? So when I was at Merrill Lynch, um, I had a pretty successful career. And so I had a few extra bucks where I could buy lots of different things and try them out. And because of my tendency toward obsessiveness, I um, would buy every soap, not just a soap. I'd try to buy every soap I could find on the internet. Uh, And so I eventually found one that I liked the most. And so the buying of lots of soap and trying of lots of soap gave me lots of experience on what the soap should do. And of course, I had my own ideas and experiences on what it should, how it should work and how it should act. And so I'm searching the world right now. We use a soap from Germany come from a company called Koch Chemie, which I'm sure many of you have never heard of. Most never heard of it. It's a German soap manufacturer. We import it. And in fact, they didn't make uh, a gallon jug. They only made um, a 32 ounce or a, a one liter and, you know, in, in the um, metric standard. So we bring five, I convinced them to bring five liter 
jugs over here and we sell one soap, not mm-hmm. 10, not 20, one. Because because I only use one, and same thing with the the mitt, and the same thing with the towel, and the same thing with the drying aid, the aid that we use to help dry the car. So I'm looking for the best product for each job, and that's where we've kind of cut our teeth. So I'm not retailing. I'm it's a curation or curative retailing, if that's even a word. Or yeah, I'm looking for the best product per category. So you, what were the criteria that you used to detect what the best car wash soap was or is a lot of its preference right you like the soap to do certain things the first thing i want is ph neutral you know i want the soap i don't want the soap attacking my protective layer my wax or sealant or now coating so i want the soap to be neutral i also want the soap to be neutral because it will neutralize any hard water you know any mineral content in the water so the ph a ph of seven or somewhere around there will help to neutralize any chance of water spotting if it should dry on the surface that's what mm-hmm. i'm looking for i'm looking for it to foam up well because we're going to put it in a foam can and spray the car down but i also want it to work well in the bucket so i want it to foam up and be you know be slick when you put it in your bucket. So, so that's interesting. You're using the same soap in the foam cannon that you're using right in a bucket with a sponge or a mitt? Two buckets, one for rinsing, one for washing. So you would dunk your dirty sponge into the rinse bucket, then mm-hmm. dunk it into the, into the soap bucket. And the car already has soap on it, which helps, which helps add some extra lubrication. But what I'm not looking for in a soap, I'm not looking for it to do a whole lot of work. I'm looking for it to be very slick and lubricative. I don't want to scratch the surface. I'm not asking the soap to clean the surface. That's what my sponge does. That's what the water rinsing off does. I just want the soap to be super slick and not aid in any kind of scratching. So the the soap doesn't lift the dirt off the car. The soap will encapsulate the dirt, but it will not lift. Correct. Correct. In order to lift the dirt, you need something that's either acidic or basic. So you would need something that is higher alkalinity. Generally, you'd use a higher alkaline soap. But if you're using a higher alkalinity, you're attacking your, the surface. You're attacking the dirt and the surface. We don't want to do that in, in my estimation, the way I wash a car. I just want the soap to be lubricating because the protective layer I have on the surface will ensure that nothing's really stuck, you know, that, mm-hmm. that nothing needs to be dislodged with heavy chemicals. So when you go to a quarter car wash or you go to a drive through car wash, they're using things that are generally very highly alkaline, a pH of 10 or 11. That alkalinity is great for attacking dirt, but it also attacks your trim, attacks your wiper blades, attacks your, you know, attacks the, the lax or the sealant or the coating that's on the surface. So I don't want to do that if I can help it. Plus, if something that's highly alkaline dries on the surface, you could end up with some spotting and stuff like that. Was soap the very first product that you tested, Matt? The very first products I, I launched were, was a pressure washer. That was the first one I started retailing. But yeah, mm-hmm. car soap and clay bars were probably the most important thing to me originally. You know, this would have been you know twenty plus years ago when you know when I was looking for. I remember the absorber it was a chamois. You know, a chamois, of course. Yeah, yeah, I remember the used chamois. I have a couple of used chamois in my garage I haven't used in years. Those are scratch machines, right? They're guaranteed to scratch. But back in the day, that was what I was looking for. So I was looking for the best soap, 
the best chamois I could get. And man, I just thought, if I could have two absorbers, this is in my late teens, if I could have two, one for the clean parts and one for the dirty parts, I thought that would be great. Because absorbers were like 25 bucks or something like that. And uh, eventually I got two absorbers, and one was the dirty one and one was the clean one. And so one would do the lower parts and one would do the upper parts. So that was the start of me working toward a proper idea. You would wash from top down, right? So you'd wash from the top of the car, the cleanest part, to the dirtiest part. But you know, the soap was important on, I needed soap to really, I started using Dawn, right? So we used Dawn like we all probably did. And then you end up, you know, searching for Meguiar's or Mother's or something like that, Turtle Wax. Yeah. I understood that Dawn takes off the waxes or other protective finishes that you have on the car. Yep. Yep. So Dawn is a great stripper. Uh, the other problem with Dawn, so Dawn is, you know, your Dawn doesn't hurt your hands, right? It keeps your hands nice and soft. Well, it's leaving a residue behind on the surface as well, which we don't want. So although Dawn's good at stripping off things, it also leaves something behind. So it's like a double whammy for washing a car that you don't want. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite problems is getting the glass to look good so that it's clean and the wind if the glass isn't cleaned correctly the windshield wipers don't work right because they need a certain amount of friction is there a special product that you've tested and evaluated for windshields share you my my secret tips here on this secret tips on glass yes yeah so there's exterior tips and then there's interior right so in, let's talk interior first first and foremost when your windows fog up the reason for that is like if they fog and don't and take a long time to defog it's because they're dirty inside mm-hmm. you don't want any anti-fog you don't want any special armor all product you don't want anything you don't want anything on the surface you want it totally clean it doesn't matter if it's tinted or not same thing the tint should be treated just like glass so you want waffle weave towel you want a invisible glass reach and clean tool it's that little triangle on a stick oh yeah yeah i think everyone who cares has one of those or two so you got the triangle on a stick not the duster for the exterior of the car, those are a no-go. But for the glass, you want the invisible glass reach and clean tool, which has a little microfiber that goes on the end of it. Mm-hmm. Soak the window down with invisible glass. Invisible glass is basically an isopropyl alcohol cleaner. So there's nothing else. I've found nothing else that's as good. You can get this anywhere. Home Depot, Publix, mm-hmm. any grocery store. You can get invisible glass. It's like six bucks for a 32-ounce bottle. Super cheap. It's the best glass cleaner on the planet I actually, you can use either the aerosol or the regular. I like the regular spray bottle, but you could use the aerosol. Aerosol is just harder to control. And I soak down the windshield, spray it directly on the windshield. It does get on your dash. So the first thing I do is wipe the dash off, get the, you know, get the alcohol off the dash. It won't hurt it, but you don't want to wipe it off. And then you give it all you got. Every bit of muscle you can put into it with a waffle weave towel. Get in as close as you can, get most of the glass cleaner off, then use the reach and clean tool to get the the, the all the edges, all the all the all the cracks and crevices, the corners. You're going to go at it with the reach and clean tool to get it perfectly dry. Mm-hmm. It'll be perfectly streak free. Do that twice if you have to if your windows are pretty dirty. Uh, but if you do that once every 6 or 7 months, you'll your glass won't fog up. It'll be super clean. You don't add anything to it, don't put any anti-fog, don't put anything else on it. Just just invisible glass, a waffle leaf towel, and a reach and clean tool. That's what you do on the interior. Exterior glass, the windshield. So it also depends on where you're at in the country, right? So if you're near the near the coast, near the beach, you have issues with salt deposits that kind of build up on the glass over time. So you need to treat that a little bit differently. But if you really want to do it right, you can do this by hand. It's a lot easier with a machine, but you want to polish the glass. Now, 
polishing the glass doesn't correct scratches and things like that, you can give up that dream. Once the glass is scratched, you're not fixing. You would have to polish for days and days and days. It's not soft like your paint is. You know, it's 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 a you know silicon dioxide. It's a really dense material. So polishing your glass is just deep cleaning. If you looked at glass under a microscope, it's pretty jagged. There's pits and holes. Uh, and so what you want to do is you want to clean the surface of the glass really, really well. I use a machine like a random orbital polisher to polish it with a with the same thing you would use on the paint just to deep deep clean it after that you would then wipe it down with isopropyl alcohol solution you know like wipe it with just get some you know ipa from walgreens isopropyl alcohol they, they actually sell it in walgreens in a little spray bottle spray it get it totally perfectly clean and then believe it or not something like rainex can work really well i bring a product over from romania called wolf's glass sealant um it's a it's a nano glass sealant um so rainex will work well the only thing you know, i would suggest if you're going to use rainex make sure you're using it like every month or two because when rainex fails it smears and makes a huge mess no. Um, but you treat the surface of the windshield uh, and you treat the exterior, make sure it's deep clean before you put a new new application of Rain-X on it or come see me and we'll get you some really fancy Romanian you know, glass sealant. Uh, it is better than Rain-X, but um, it's like 80 bucks a bottle or something like that. So it, I've seen a blue, like a clay bar for windows. What do you think of that? Yeah, you don't need that. Every one I've ever used that was made for windows specifically it smears the crap out of the window so if you are going to clay it just use the regular clay from the regular paint the the clay for glass is harder but i've yet to see any of them that were quote quote unquote dedicated for glass that were anything special they're usually just harder and harder to work with mm -hmm. so i would always use the clay bar for that you're using for the paint on the glass you'll find that the one for the glass ends up leaving all kinds of smears that you have to try to get off which are annoying can agree with that i've tried it and used it but the advantage i found it got the perfect coefficient of friction so the windshield wipers worked perfectly afterwards. If you use the right sealant on the glass, and you can wax your glass if you have like wax that you're using, carnauba wax, it's just you just don't know how your wipers are going to react. And, and so some products will judder or they hang yeah, up. Yes. Some products don't. And the only way to do that is through trial and error. And that's why a lot of people buy stuff from me because they don't want to go through that whole trial and error process. So right. all the other glass, I actually put the same thing I put on my paint that I put so on the side windows, the mirrors, the rear window, the sunroof glass i put the same thing on those windows that i put on my paint the windshield i don't because the windshield has the wipers right so it's different so on the side glass or the roof glass you would use a silicon dioxide coating yep a ceramic coating yeah, so it's the exact same stuff i'm i'm uh, a big supporter of g technic is a brand out of the uk mm-hmm insane amounts of testing it's my favorite coating especially in florida where we don't have salt and snow and stuff like that g-technic crystal serum light uh, and anybody can buy it and i could teach you how to put it on in five seconds it's mm -hmm. wipe on wipe off how expensive is it i think it's like 50 bucks a bottle and the one bottle will do your whole car and then some have you ever tested any of the cheap ceramic coatings from amazon yeah, they're junk. You don't want to do that. Like Avalon <laughs> King or, you know, some of them, they're, they're Alibaba coatings. I mean, they're 25 bucks. You could spend 50 and get the real deal. It's not like we're talking $500 versus $50. We're talking $50 versus $30. Spend the 20 bucks and get something that actually works. 
Uh, when you were at the All German Car Show, you had a product there for, that was like a detail wipe in between washes that you said would raise the dirt off and encapsulate it? Correct. Yes. What was that product? So there's a couple of different ways to wash, uh, or more than a couple, but th let's just narrow it down to using a soap, a, you know, using a hose or a pressure washer and a bucket, right? So a traditional wash with a sponge and a bucket and a bunch of water. The other way to do it is called waterless washing or rinseless washing. And the, 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 the difference there, the nomenclature is the same thing. A, let's just say a rinseless wash means you don't have a hose. But you have a bucket. So there are products. There's really three of them on the on the market that are really good. Maybe four. Ultima has one too. Uh, but the one that I had there was from a company called McKees. And believe it or not, what you do is you take your bucket, you fill it with two gallons of water, and you put uh, about uh, an ounce of this product called McKees in the water. And what that product does is then changes the pH of the water to neutral, and then allows you when you put it. So you take a couple of microfiber towels, put them in the bucket. When you go to wipe the surface of your paint with that water, with that solution, the any sand or dirt or dust or anything on the surface of the paint, as soon as it touches that, that chemical, the chemical puts a bubble around the sand particle or around the piece of dirt or piece of dust. Mm -hmm. So it encapsulates the dirt which allows it to basically roll off the paint onto your towel. Then you flip the towel over and you do another little section. You take the towel, you flip it again. You do another little section, you flip it again. If you fold your towel in half once and then in half again, you have eight sides to work with. And so you could do a whole car with you know six or eight towels. You kind of dip a cloth mitt into this two gallons of water. Yep. So say a 16-inch by 16-inch towel, throw eight of them in your bucket with this two gallons of water. So they're soaking up the water. And it's only two ounces of the chemical. Yeah, one ounce. One ounce one of ounce. chemical. It's so hard to comp get to comprehend. I got two gallons of water and one little drop of the stuff. And the stuff, if you put too much in, like you would think, well, more would be mean would encapsulate more. Oh, sure. Then it would streak, right? Because oh. then the product would leave, it would be too concentrated. It's hyper concentrated. So this is called rinseless washing. Very, very popular in cold climates where you can't get a pressure washer out or a hose out to wash during the winter months. Uh, you can clean your whole car. Uh, and what a lot of us will do is we'll also put that same product, that same McKees in a spray bottle. So I would pre-soak or spray down my panel. Then I have my microfiber towels in the bucket. And then I take the towel and I fold it in eighths and I wipe down small sections at a time, working from the roof all the way down to the bottom because the bottom would be the dirtiest areas. And you can do, you can do a cleaning of your car scratch free without a hose. You want to talk about the um, the drying aid that we had at uh, All German Car Show? Oh, yes. I've actually used your drying aid and frankly was ex exceptionally skeptical about it when I bought it. But as soon as I started to use it, I realized this stuff actually works. It does make it, it, it kind of emulsified the water so it came off easier. And instead of having to wipe the same area down two or three times to get all the water off, I only had to wipe it down one time. So many of us car washing aficionados, and this started in the car wash world, the professional car wash world, where you go to a quarter coin operated car wash where, you know, you've been to these where they have a big blower, right? You pay the extra mm -hmm. 25 cents and it kicks the blower on and you go blow off the car afterwards, right? After you just scratch the crap out of it with the brush, with the, you know, the soap brush and then using the harsh chemicals on the car. But, you know, this is how we all kind of figured it out. So it, occurred to many of us um, that, um, and there's a company called MetroVac that makes uh, something called the Master Blaster, which is a basically a reverse vacuum. 
you know, it's essentially a leaf blower. Well, yeah, it's a, I, I've seen that. The big, the big leaf blower that blows the column of air at the car to push the air water off. Yep. So those those were like as you're driving through and it's in the automatic car wash and you're driving through and they, the things that whip around and clean the surface. At the end of it, it's like a big line of air that kind of blows the water off. So in car washing in your driveway, the most efficient way to do this is I want to be very gentle. So I would foam, rinse the car, foam the car, wash it with my two buckets and my pad. Then I rinse the soap off and then I want to blow dry the car, right? So I blow dry it off. And so for many, many years, I was using a steel leaf blower, you know, the, you know, the mm-hmm. fancy, you know, fancy yard equipment, leaf blower, gas leaf blower. Well, now with the advent of, of great, you know, lithium ion technology and batteries, we can then blow it off of the, an ego blower is sort of the the detailing standard for blowing off your car. So you would blow most of the water off the car with a leaf blower. And then afterward, I want to use something to lubricate the surface and help me dry, hence the name drying aid. Uh, And so I spent all this time prior to this washing to put a coating, a ceramic coating on the car or a wax or a sealant on the car. I want to top that with something that helps it shine and helps it last longer. But I also want something to lubricate the surface. So I'm using my microfiber towels to get the remaining bit of of water that's left over, I need something to help dry. So we use a drying aid. The drying aid is slicker, so it helps with lubrication. It leaves a nice finish behind and also helps the water as well, helps sort of reject water off the surface so you can dry a little bit easier. So it does three things for you. And so it aids you in that process of getting your car complete. Matt, there are a lot of products in the marketplace like Prodaxa and F11 that, that purport to do some of the same things. What's wrong with those products? They're um, generally selling you colored water in a bottle, right? Or they're selling you something like, think about Flex Seal. What is Flex Seal? It's rubberized undercoating, right? It's tape. Yeah, it's or or it's or it's black duct tape, right? It's either duct tape or it's their original product was rubberized undercoating. Mm-hmm. Rubberized undercoating costs in a spray bottle costs like ninety nine cents. So they took it and made it three dollars, and then had Billy Mays or whoever you know sell the stuff. So F eleven, all these companies you see that are Facebook marketed or you see you know commonly are just they're just selling you some product that already exists that's cheap that's available at Walmart already and they're purporting great results that are better than you could possibly imagine. You've even seen some where they light the paint on fire and do all this kind of nonsense and it is a bunch of nonsense. There's no free lunch in this game. So F11 is garbage. You're wasting your money on it. It used Mm -hmm. to be cheap. Now it's really expensive. It's a bunch of nonsense. They spent a bunch of money marketing so they had to sell it for enough margin in order to spend all that money on advertising but it's junk it's it's colored water in a bottle give us a comparison what what is the average driveway car washer going to spend for a that good car wash, dirt encapsulator, the waterless wash for the times when you don't have time to use a hose. So, so car washing, if you want to do it my way, right, which is the best way, of course. Of course. It would be, this is ultra high end. So you'd have the best of the best. So you would first start with a, a car washing package. You need soap, you need, um, sponges, you know, so you need a, you know, we use a, this, this Incredi pad that we bring over from Germany. Um, it's like 30 bucks or something. It's really expensive, but you need several of those. You need, um, drying aid. Right. So you need the drying aid product we were just talking about. So just, just the products you need to do the washing is about 500 bucks worth of stuff. And that would last you probably six or eight months. Then you would just, Add to that, right? You'd buy a gallon 
of replenishment for 30, 40 bucks once every six months or so, right? The other stuff you can, can use over and over and over again, the spray bottle, the, the microfiber towel, stuff like that. And so a, a car washing package is about 500 bucks, but then you need a wheel cleaning package as well. So you need all the tools to clean your wheels because wheels are you know, a whole nother process. So that's another 300 bucks or so. Then you probably want some great buckets. Buckets are 300 bucks. Then you probably want to get into pressure washing. Pressure washing starts at about 500 bucks. So that way you can do a foam cannon. Then you want an ego blower. Ego blower is about uh, 250. You can see where this is headed, right? Yeah, it's beginning to sound like uh, two or three thousand dollars. Yeah, to get to to get to the point to where you have everything you'd want for your interior, everything you want for glass, you know, coating. Then if you get into polishing, I think my entire like if you wanted the Matt Mormon Master Collection for detailing, I think it's like eleven grand. Eleven grand, but that includes some expensive uh, power tools. Yeah, that would be for polishing and everything, which many of you aren't going to get into. So for washing, to do it really great with a great pressure washer, about fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. And then you would just need to spend maybe two or three hundred a year to support that. You know, in additive, you know, buying replenishment chemicals and right. towels and things like that. Now let me let me let me change the direction with you a little bit. We have a lot of people here in the villages who listen to the show, and I get this question all the time, and it's, I don't know, funny or sad question, but I get it all the time. The question is, it starts like this, Mike, I can no longer wash my car myself. I need someone to wash the car maybe once a week, twice twice a month, and I need someone to detail the car. Who would you recommend? Do you have an answer to that question here in the villages area? It's a real business opportunity for the villages because there really isn't uh, much. There's not really a great reputable group that does this. There's, I don't know of any company that, there, I think there's a real opportunity for someone to go mobile and go door to door and come to your house and do this. There's a few, but nobody that I know. I have a friend here, Rex, who did a lot of cars in the villages. He's since moved. He's he's now doing dry ice cleaning to like really sophisticated, like air-cooled Porsches and stuff like that. So it's a tough thing that there is a real opportunity, like I said, for somebody to come in here and figure that out. But to do a proper wash in a car is like a hundred bucks. To pay someone to come wash your car, it's not fourteen ninety nine like Big Dan's down the street here that's going to scratch the crap out of your car. That's the tricky part. At least a hundred bucks, you know, because it's going to take the guy, you know, two hours every time they come there. He's got to travel there. He's got to use all the chemicals. He's, you know, let's say even if he's charging twenty bucks an hour, he's got sixty bucks worth of gas, wear and tear, chemicals, products, and all that kind of stuff. He's got a brain to use. So, you know, you're not getting ripped off if somebody's charging you 100, 125 bucks to come and take care of your car. But in a perfect world, what you would do, especially if you have a really nice car that you spend a lot of money on, like a Mercedes or a BMW or something like that, you'd really want to invest in having the car polished, ceramic coated, then maintained. And so if you're not into it or you're not capable of doing it anymore, this is one of those difficult things where you've got to go, anybody who's any good, they've built the shop and you got to go to them, which kind of makes it difficult for you. The, be yeah. the best guy in the area, there's one guy in uh, Orlando and then another guy in um, in Tampa, but that's that's a that's a trek. Well, I like the work that our friend at Total Recon. Oh yeah, that's a good good idea. Yeah. 
he does some pretty good work. Yeah, he's down Total Recon in Leesburg. That's a good that's a good suggestion. Yeah. But he won't just wash a car. No, no. He's doing either, you know, leather repair or paint repair, paint polishing, ceramic coating, paint protection film. He's doing all the more sophisticated Yeah, yeah. Upholstery repair. Just a plain wash. He sends people down to the uh, Mr. Clean car wash. Yeah. One of the things I would suggest is that if you really care about your car, find yourself a nice young guy somewhere in you know Villages High School or something like that, offer to pay him, you know, 75 bucks, tell him to start watching Obsessed Garage videos, or send him over to me and I'll teach him how to wash a car. Well, that sounds like a business opportunity for you, teaching 17-year-olds how to wash cars. Yeah, imagine, I wish I would have known this when I was 17, I would have made a killing. <laughs> Be a car detailer making $100,000 a year, taking care of everybody in the villages, it would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So Matt, why don't you tell our, our listeners how they can get a hold of uh, your company after the show. So again, I don't, as you gathered from this, we don't offer detailing services. We're selling garages and everything that goes in the garage. And so if you Google, you know, you, you know, Google search or Bing search, Obsessed Garage, you'll see our YouTube channel. I have 300 and something thousand subscribers there. Also on Facebook as well, Obsessed Garage. We have a big following on, on Instagram as well. I know many of your followings probably not Instagramming every day, but and then our shop is 322 Oak Street. We have people from all over the world come and visit. So 322 Oak Street, Lady Lake, Florida. Do they need an appointment to visit your shop? Nope. We're there 8 to 4.30 and come by anytime. And it's a warehouse. That's where we're packing and shipping. And we get people visiting two, three, four, five people a day from all over the world. Come and visit. And I've got all these young, talented people that'd be happy to show you. Let's say you wanted to learn how to wash your wheels better. Um, we'll get you all the products you need and point you to the videos that you can go watch. Uh, that shows you exactly what towel to use and what procedure to do it. And so we're doing it in a modern way. We don't have a phone number because I'd have people, you know, calling me from all over the world every day. But we are there 8 to 4.30 every single day of the week, except, well, every weekday. And um, I'm usually there shooting some video or cleaning something, fixing something. <laughs> okay. Matt, I want to thank you for being on Open Four in, in the Villages. And if anyone liked what they heard, Stop by Matt's shop if you live here in the villages. Thanks a lot, Matt. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Remember, our next episode will air live Friday at 9 a.m., or should I say pre-recorded, but that's when it will be released on our regular subscriptions. Bonus subscribers can get early access to episodes. Should you want to become a sponsor of the show, contact me at MikeRoth at RothVoice.com. If you know someone that you think should be on the show, send me an email at mike at rothvoice.com. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. The content of the show is copyright by Roth Voice 2022, all rights reserved.